people die and Yuna dances, when will she stop dancing? Yuna won't stop dancing. Not until sin is gone. Got it memorized. Final Fantasy X2 recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Final Fantasy X3 comes out. It's never been announced, but don't judge us for dreaming. Okay, you can maybe judge us for dreaming after these episodes. My name is Joe. I'm joined as always by Wheels. How are you, Wheels? I'm good. There's certainly some dreaming going on. <laughs> we, uh, well, first of all, Hi. I'm wondering, like, will people even notice that we f- we fucked up the order of recording this because we Who forgot that these skips the ten plugs. T- this is the challenge. We forgot that these uh, ten two epilogues even exist. Yes. So we recorded a dark road episode, like I guess last week. La- last week we we record a week in advance, which but I think we, oh, go ahead. which had us do dark road last week, and then we were kindly reminded that we weren't done. <laughs> With ten two, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were like, "Oh shit! Well, we can fit it in. I can edit it quick." But that does mean that the dark road episode is weirdly unstuck in time, and which is whenever- fitting. And I was gonna ask, like, I think we can do. I think we can. I mean, I realize this is what the main character of any time travel story says at the beginning. I think we can make this. We can pop in, pop out, quick adventure, n- not move anything, no butterfly effect mm-hmm. no grandpa becoming <laughs> well you know we, we had that whole log bit about how prince philip was gonna make it another year so uh <laughs> i'll just have to edit that out you just have to know it's in code though you have to anytime we mention tweedledum mm-hmm. we're talking about prince <laughs> philip um anyway yeah there's final fantasy 10 to apple and actually just kind of final fantasy 10 franchise epilogue stuff yes that we didn't get to um and so it's probably gonna be two eps or we plan on it being two eps uh Mm -hmm. joe is taking the helm because joe took one for the team and (laughs) read a book (laughs) (laughs) it's a novella Uh uh-huh i think that still qualifies as a book yeah i don't know about enough about books i read them but understand Mm. uh this is the most i think I, I've thought a lot about like how certain parts of the next thing we're going to cover will be the hardest thing that we'll, I'll have to do for the podcast, <laughs> just in terms of like discussing something very dense and rejecting interpretation. Not getting in every rabbit hole we want to go down because it yes. would never end. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's fine. I look forward to that challenge and that experience. But this is definitely the most making sense of a mess I've ever had to do. So there is a... I'm going to talk a little bit about... There's this light novel that was released the same time as the HD remaster collection initially. So 2013. It's never been translated to English. But don't judge us for dreaming. <laughs> but don't judge us for dreaming. Uh, there is a couple translations. The initial translations seemed so bleak and strange that everyone was just like, well, there's no way this is good anyway. Um, I Someone took the French version, translated it to English, cleaned it up a little bit, like, you know, amateur it's localization so stuff. It's telephone game. It's Yes. <laughs> it is Trans- a little bit. It's, it's like, a, what's the name of that person who 
something Kathleen Reese, the, the woman who makes the YouTube videos of putting song lyrics lyrics through Google Translate th- too many times. Like, mm. it's that. I, rem- I remember, uh, what is it, Punch Up the Jam did that with, I think, Kiss from a Rose. It was great. It's always a, it's always a fun time. But all that being said, it, it, it's called, I remember sending wheels uh, that, the name of it was Final Fantasy 10.2 or 10, 10.2.5. And, and uh, that was when you quit the podcast. I, yeah, I, luckily I said convinced I, yeah, you. Yeah, I said I quit. Yeah, I convinced you to come back on. So 2.5, Price of Eternity is what the title translates to. Because, like, I, you can't. Uh, Nomura didn't even write call this it two point, You can't call it 2.5 if you don't. Like, th- this, it implies a three, right? They're setting up for something. We're going to end we're going to yeah, end these whatever. episodes with like a hint of what could happen next. We're going to be like I don't really want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean and, and possibly it's be a whole thing. I saw that in <laughs> I don't know, but I listened to the audio drama. That was yes. the bullet that I took um which as an audio producer, as, as a producer of audio myself, I will try to be charitable, but it's also I, bad. I, so maybe I didn't even I did consider see what that they were aspect of it. I was it's, just it's thinking a fi- about the It's story. a finely produced audio drama. Waka and Lulu do. The actors don't remember their character voices, but it's fine. They only have a few lines. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, that's the thing. A lot of the voices are meant to be different in that I read, like to show time I passing. Meant, I don't. <laughs> I bet. I bet they claim a lot of things. Yeah. Or you get oh, the 2013. it's meant to be that way. We did that on purpose. Yeah, you get the 2013, and they're like, I don't really feel comfortable doing Waka's voice anymore. Can we, like, yeah. come up with an excuse? Can we make him you... a New Yorker? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Like they do on that podcast that'll come out in a few years. Yeah, in 2013, they were talking about God of Memories. But anyway, so this this novel is pretty pretty universally disliked. It's very easy to just dunk on and joke on because it's very strange. And a lot of the writing about it is like, oh, yeah, it's intentionally vague. <laughs> uh, it's like, is it or is it just poorly written? Yeah. But it is, it's written by Kazushige Nojima, who is the, I want to say, scenario writer for 10 and 10-2. Yes, scenario writer is the credit he is given on these. And lyricist. He's like the Final Fantasy lyricist. So, huh. thousand words. This novella wrote had every more single than a one. Words. Yeah, he wrote every of the thousand. Uh, so he, yeah. So this novel comes out to tie in with the HD release. People read it. People are like, "What the fuck is this?" And I read it. I read it as much as it is possible to read. And and uh, I will try and make sense of it to you now, Wheels, and you, the listener. I am, I'm imagining you're reading this in the Daedric realm of Apocrypha. Like, <laughs> like it's like, I cannot, one cannot stare at the accursed text for too long without becoming mm-hmm. consumed by its madness. Uh-huh. I was trying to read just the wiki summary, and then, like, sometimes it'll just cut to a paragraph that has nothing to do with anything. And I was like, I know, I know that feeling so well when you're, you're like, I just want to know what this is. <laughs> Can you give me like half a sentence to say like, then it cuts to a flashback or this and this. But the thing is, the novel doesn't even do that. I think that's why our podcast is <laughs> such an essential surface, because we cover the things that we cover when you are to put them to a Wikipedia summary sound like someone poorly summarizing. <laughs> so you do just need us saying, look, listen, 
We know this sounds like it's coming out of nowhere, but it is as precisely as we tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's good that we're covering this. Is what I I'm just saying. think. I just think we're funnier than Wikipedia pages. <laughs> Low bar. <laughs> Look, put it put it on the box. Put it in quotes. That's our new tagline. Funnier than Wikipedia. Although, have you seen the picture on the cow tipping Wikipedia page? <laughs> uh, where, I think it's. I'm gonna. I hope it's still there. Um, but it's just because it. Yes. Because uh, cow tipping is not actually real. It doesn't happen. Cows are too heavy to tip. And it's just sometimes people find cows th- sleeping and think someone tipped them. Um, mm. But there's a picture of a cow sleeping and it says, A healthy cow lying on her side is not immobilized. She can rise whenever she chooses. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a very funny thing on Wikipedia. Anyway, yeah. continue. Okay, so funnier than most things on Wikipedia. Asterisk. Uh, but anyways... This novel, uh, this novella, I, I read the translation, I skimmed it, there was some dense shit that I had to read like eight times, and I still don't really understand. It's so strange, the way that they decide to do things, and I, we, we, you know, we talk a big game about liking weird avant-garde shit on this podcast, but there is something strange about, like, the method of storytelling, especially in a follow-up to a game like this, like... When you're reading 2.5, you're expecting, oh, okay, some unitatis time now that they're back together, which technically is what this novel is, but it is like, this is a place to introduce an entirely new backstory for all these things. Uh, here's how, where the Albed came from. Oh. And uh, <laughs> here's how they got their name. And like this whole like story of like, people becoming gods and becoming people again and like i don't know if this is the place to do all that avant shit like especially considering at the time they were like oh we don't really plan to make three it's just this is what came next in the story for us yeah like it just just feels like the weirdest place to pull that shit so here's some other things i thought (laughs) yes so it takes you back even if you like strange confusing stuff which yeah uh, i tend to uh, another dumb thing about this novel is that it's uh apparently split into boy's side girl's side and then <laughs> boy and girl and then what boy and girl is the third one. Oh, i thought you said boil <laughs> oh Danny it must have been a, it must have been a uh audio like an audio call glitch because it definitely sounded like you said and boil <laughs> <laughs> which um, maybe that um, would i guess be they all die at the end they all they all get put in a giant soup mm-hmm. basically so this uh this novella another weirder thing about it is that it takes place in between the two cutscenes we discussed at the end of the last episode so it starts off with tita showing up on the beach and it ends uh them going to Xanarkand and him you know being pushed into the puddle that that cute stuff yep um which is going to make everything that happens even more baffling so i guess i'll just get into it uh the chapters i was reading on the i can put a link to where i read it somewhere if anyone wants to subject themselves to this but y- they didn't note where boys side and girl side started but like you can kind of the, the reason it's called that is because like It'll be, you'll, you'll get, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's from perspective. Like, it's not from Titus's point of view. It's just that occasionally what he's thinking will be written in italics. Like, it's still kind of third person. But then, like, halfway through the book, you start getting Eunice thoughts instead. 
Uh, which you, I, you, you, sl- you, <laughs> you slide slowly through the gray area of the non-binary <laughs> side. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, this is this we're, this is the trans side. But then, yeah, the final part you kind of get you kind of get both of them. And let's see how much I remember from reading this two days ago. I took a bunch of notes though. So it, as I said, it starts off right with them on the beach. Titus meets up with Yuna, and they're like, "Oh, hey, great time." There's a lot of mentions there's like a whole subplot with like the Gullwing's brother and shinra flying around on the airship and their airship breaks down i don't give a shit they show up halfway through i'm gonna talk about them then okay but like they're talked about in the first couple chapters some of these chapters are also weirdly short so they're just like on besaid it's like kind of just normal stuff and then i think it's like chapter three where it's like here's a story about this guy named volm who is like a guardian for a summoner whose name is Kush. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. May- I'm starting to think this is good. Yeah, I mean, the name Kush is a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> great start. I don't, I don't even know if that's how it would be pronounced in a real game. Like, it's just it's just K-U-S-H. So I'm going to say Kush. <laughs> yeah. So Kush and Valm. Uh, Valm's like a guardian. Their first uh, chapter is kind of like just... It feels like a complete non sequitur, and I don't even think it's clear at the time when you're reading it that it's, like, in the past. But it is in the past. It's like a thousand years ago. This is, like, Machina War shit. This is the most, I think, Final Fantasy has ever felt like something you've explained from Elder Scrolls to me. Uh-huh. And the big coda energy in this novella. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, Cushionfalm. They're fighting with some other people. I think there's someone named Sloan at some point. Who, yeah, helps Velm, Velm, fuck, Velm or Velm, Velma, uh, they fight some shit, uh, when another summon, a summoner dies, and they're, like, fighting to get revenge or whatever. I don't even remember where this takes place. I don't know, I, like, where these backstory shots takes place. It might be Besaid, but, uh, anyways, chapter four, Titus and Yuna, like, (laughs) take a boat. (laughs) Wait, so it's just, here's two new people, they're fighting robots? And then we're um, done with well, them? They're, I think they're fighting... Which side are they on? They're fighting four robots. <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting, because I thought the summoners were from Xanarkand, but they're summoners fighting Xanarkand. So I guess they're summoners on both sides. Yeah. Which, which is not uh, how Which I, I believe it. tracks... I think that tracks with what we've heard, because the whole thing with Yevon is that they say, like, oh, we didn't do all of the bad. Mm-hmm. Like, we were the ones who were summoners and didn't use Machina. They didn't have... They didn't use the summoners' ways. But I thought we heard that was, I thought it was a lie. It, like I exactly. Thought, so it, it's it's a lie in that neither one of them had like a monopoly on the thing that they would end up doing. It was okay. just they both did both things. I think is okay. the implication. They're all bad. But anyways, uh, yeah, I don't. I retained very little of this first chapter because it makes more sense looking back when you realize these yeah. characters are from the past and all this shit. Uh, the thing is, like, also all these characters start using different names at one point, Ugh. and that's uh, very annoying and uh, funny. <laughs> uh, but anyways, in the present, Titus and Yuna, uh, like, take a boat out alone. Like, I think Titus is just chilling on the boat. Yuna shows up and, like, help, like, they decide to take it out onto the water and, like, get some alone time. The tone of this thing is all over the place, which I don't know how much is in the translation and how much, like, it just feels like this isn't, this is fine. But it's such a weird thing to see following up Final Fantasy. And I guess it's like 10 years between. So that's part of it. 
Yeah, so I, th- I guess there's another backstory after that. Because at some point, I'm being generous in how I'm phrasing this, that it's giving lore on how uh, uh-huh. the people of Yevon branded the Albed into, like, they were just a type of, like, they were just people, and they weren't called Albed. They were called Bedels. I don't understand what you, I mean, I guess I kind of get what they're going for with this bit, but, like, they're called Bedels. They also will make robot people, like, I like, guess they're, like, like how, how sentient we talking? Good question. I'm not sure how sentient we're talking, and the okay, reason I'm, yeah. I'm unsure is because we don't really see any that are uh, doing so great. I think they're mm. fine, but what's weird about it is, uh, like, I think we might be talking, like, somewhere in the spectrum of, like, Ridley Scott's alien. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but... What's interesting about the Bettles is that they look, they have the exact same suits as Shinra. So, so it makes me wonder, it, it, well, I don't think Shinra's been a robot this whole time. It'd be very funny to, for that to happen. <laughs> oh, I see. What you, you mean the, the robots have the same suit as Shinra. Not That's how the, they're the dressed. Who made yeah. Them. That's, uh, yeah, I doubt it, but. Because we see another that, kid I mean, that looks that I way too. I guess you never know. You literally never know, but like later Yuna does see one and they think it's Shinra and they're like, oh wait, you're too tall to be Shinra. And then the, someone else is like, yeah, that's a robot. That's a robot kid. Weird. Which they're okay. just called battles. Like they're called robotic battles. Like they're still considered part of that people. At some point, Yevon decides that they're fucking bad and they brand them with the name Albed. And what, I think it was like on Reddit or somewhere that was like, yeah, they did that to so they were easier to make fun of or something. It's unclear. <laughs> Like it's it's just like a probably like, a translate maybe a translation thing where it would maybe. make more sense to change the name. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it seems weird. Oh yeah, the wiki here sir says easier to make fun of, which is yeah. But it, what even feels that is like, oh man, does that are you like recontextualizing this word that we've said a thousand times as a slur? Because I'm unhappy about that. It's very strange. Yeah, that's very strange. But that does also happen in some historical instances where. An ex, where an exonym becomes an endonym. Yeah, if you look at 10 at that point where it's like, it's just kind of been, dare I say, normalized to a point where they're not even upset right. about it. It just becomes a truth, an unfortunate one, maybe. But uh, there's, they don't dig into what happens in between these two points in time. It's just yeah. uh, a thousand years. Anyways, uh, they start talking also about Aeon cores, which they do eventually explain what those are. Um, I think they start talking about becoming one or having them, but I'll talk about that later when there's context for it. So Yuna and Titus are on their boat. They are like out in the some choppy waters outside of Besaid. Uh, I think they get like splashed up, and at some point it becomes narratively necessary for Yuna to take off the dress she was wearing and only wear a swimsuit for like the whole book. And it's <laughs> which is. <laughs> strange it's like it <laughs> what why are you doing the male gaze in a book you know in a i realize book. that that also happens um to some degree it's obviously a different phenomenon when there's a visual com- uh, mm-hmm. when there's a visual element to it but jesus christ okay um and Titus makes some remarks about it which also feels not like I guess it's f- it's fine to have horny media. It's just very surprising to find it here. Yeah. Um. And from from Titus, which which I think is why some of the stuff in Ten Two felt like a departure in a way. Also, I mean that's just not great no gazy stuff. Also, but uh, anyways, uh, so they get lost in the water. Titus falls into the water at some point. 
he has a vision that might also be a memory uh, where he sees his da- a, a, a giant version of his dad reaching out and saving him. And in his other hand is Yuna. Feel free to interpret whatever the fuck you think that means. But he wakes up on... He, w- he wakes up on Besaid again, but we'll later figure out that it's Besaid from a thousand years ago. Um, he's been back for oh. maybe half a day. <laughs> I, un- like, it, it seems to just happen immediately. It's like, oh, you want to take a boat now that you're back? Okay, uh, oh, whoops, new story time. S- so, did are you saying we're just cutting back? Or... Tidus has traveled travel through time. Ha- oh, so time travel has just happened. Okay, yes. great. How? T- they, just, uh, b- just did? It happens. Tidus and Yuna okay. take a boat out, get lost in the sea, fall into the water. They wash up on the shore of Besaid from a thousand years ago. Great. I guess that's happened to him before. Yeah, that's the thing. The vision so of his thought. dad is also like, are you fucking, are you doing this? It's, it's, just, it's just intentionally vague. It does line up one-to-one, though, with... His first encounter with Sin. He sees a weird dream of his dad, and then he wakes up. Mm-hmm. That was different when his dad was else, Sin, though. Exactly, yeah. Which will... I guess, I guess maybe there's the something to talk yeah. about there next time. But, uh, yeah, so they end up on the island. Um, there's a, uh, a chapter in between where Valm starts talking about where he wants to become an Aeon Core for Kush. And he says that his real name is Briar. Uh, I guess Valm was a title he took on in the war. This is relevant because I forgot to mention that on the island of Besaid, there's a guy named Briar. Oh. That's the, re- that's the reason that's a reveal <laughs> at the time. Uh, <laughs> is because it's like six chapters in and you're like, I know that name, I guess. Um, and he's just a guy. I don't know why he wasn't in Tin 2 if he's like, I mean, I know why. It's because they came up with this shit 10 years later. But uh, it's just very funny for the story to pick up right where Tin 2 ends. And I was like, here's a guy who wasn't in the game. He's a part of our village. But he's also a thousand years old? Yeah, basically. They, by the end of this, they do reveal that, uh, okay. you know, he, he is from the same guy from this flashback. And yeah, so he uh, is like, I, don't, I guess this is like right after a battle. He's dying. He's like, let me become an Aeon Core for you, Kush. And Kush uh, says no. But like also won't send him, which I love the interpretation of this because like someone not sending someone is basically saying go to hell, like literally. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. Uh and also won't turn him into a core, which there's other stuff about the becoming an Aeon a thousand years ago apparently was very different. Um I'll talk about that when it comes up with Titus and Yuna. But back to them, Titus and Yuna, they're exploring this Besaid for a while, and Eventually, they start to realize that it's just very different. Like, and then I think they, I think Titus suggests, like, maybe we went, went back in time. Like, this is a lot like when I got traveled by Sin. Also, his character, like, their interactions are, they have a lot of problems. Uh, they're, like, arguing throughout this uh, whole exchange. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's interesting. I like The thing that I do, I wouldn't say like about this book. I find it interesting. I don't think it's well done because it's not, like... You know, I haven't read an official English translation, so everything's with asterisks, but I just don't think it's very well done. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting to have Titus come back and be like, yeah, I just blinked. Like, basically, yesterday, we defeated Sin, and Yuna's like, it's been two years, I am a different person, and for them to have difficulty being a couple again, I find that stuff interesting, I like that. I don't think it's that well done in the book, from my reading of of the telephone game. Yeah. But anyways, they're, yeah, they're, they're struggling on this island. Uh, they start, like, 
they talk about like, oh, what if we run into fiends or something? And Tita's like, man, I wish I had a weapon or something. And she's like, I wish I had clothes. And uh, Titus is like, yeah, it sure would be sure would be hard for me to focus on a fight with how good you look. And that's just like a thing that happens. And it aggravates her. She's like, I don't know if now's the time. And she's like, you're, I, you know, it's been two years for me. And you seem childish in a way that I thought you wouldn't be after this time, uh, which is all fascinating, right? Like, I'd love to dig into yeah. that more. Uh, but what happens that a ball rolls rolls towards Titus, he picks it up and it explodes because it was a bomb and he can't dies. Can't stop. The rock can't stop. Wait, he actually dies? Yeah. <laughs> you think- Someone just throws the thermal detonator at him and he dies? Basically, a ball rolls up towards him. He thinks so- it's a blitz ball and it blows up. Because a thousand cool. years ago, they made bombs that looked like blitz balls. I see. The scene ends because Yuna gets knocked back by the explosion and then his head lands next to her. It's dark out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so there's a gif out there of T just kicking a ball and it explodes. Uh, it's very funny. His final moment, his final moments are looking at his girlfriend being like, you're hot, babe. And she's like, really? Now? And then, and then a bomb explodes and he dies. And I realize you did just say that. But uh-huh. to think that that's your final moments. Um, well, funny. They may not be final because... Right, it's a goofy, <laughs> is not really dead situation. Yes. It's a, they'll pay for he, this. Yeah, They'll pay for this. But I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. His head comes off, though. Uh, yeah. It's just he gets brought back um, in a very strange way. Uh, man's been alive for like 12 hours, right? And he just dies again. <laughs> Fucking, you hate to see it. <laughs> Where am I in my notes? Uh, yeah, so I think it's just like literally the next, like, I think this, this novella really uses a chapter starting as a great way to not explain anything in between the two points. Because it really is just like, now, yeah, we, yep. now we cut to a vision Yuna has. Is she asleep? I think so. And now something completely different. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she has this vision. Uh, I don't think we see... Maybe she learns the name of who she's talking to. It's like some divinity figure who's like, if you just think about him really hard, I'll come back. And she does. It, it, like it happens she wakes up to him be, and he's like man what the fuck happened and it's kind of gestured at that he didn't get brought back the exact same way like he's like weirdly different uh-huh. now that he's uh which is a shame because i was so interested in just the time gap stuff with him not having grown up two more years yeah but now but now there's this other thing there's this other thing going on where like he came back different you reconstituted it is like you, you, what's the, the fly? It's like you go through, but something's still weirdly different. Anyways, mm. so that happens. I don't know if it's the god that they end up talking to later. Maybe. Anyways, they find some statues of gods. Among them, we see names that we would recognize from the flashbacks. Kush, Valm, Sloan. I guess they became gods and then... Or were just, reve- or were just revered as... Yes. Um, um, deities were- or, or, or maybe even just a historical figures worthy of... Worship. Given that we're translating, yes, twice. That's a fair. I point. wouldn't be surprised. It. I wouldn't be surprised if like Kami got turned into God and then turned. You know, because yes. like you know, fucking Mount Fuji is a Kami. You know, like it's mm-hmm. a it's a different. It it is a it is a term that has like that has overlap with God, but um, they're they aren't identical. So I bet it's just like yeah, figures that have been revered. Yeah, it's. I think it's made extra complicated because like some of these people like become aeons at some point. Oh, okay. So there is some sort of apotheosis. <laughs> yes, it's it's uh, it's not really explained in detail, but they talk about how interesting it would be to 
like they're like oh man at some point yevin worshiped like actual gods or at least that's like kind of the language but as you're saying it could be like um yeah a little different and they start talking about like hey but if there's a faith here maybe you can summon something yuna and that can help us and this is where they talk a little bit about like how different it used to be to make connections with faith in 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 the ancient times it's vaguely gestured out and everyone seems to agree that it's the same way because yuna's like oh well bef- you know a long time ago there was very different ways and you had to make the ability to summon came from making a very intimate link with the faith and like tita's like oh oh well you probably don't want to do that then and basically everyone has agreed that they're talking about sex which is wow strange I guess not that strange. Like it's just it's it's strange when looking at Tin and Tin Two. It yeah, it just totally feels strange that you have to fuck the spirit. <laughs> in another text, I would find so much of this stuff fascinating and interesting right. as a world building. In Tin, it feels disjointed. Um, yeah. which I think is, I mean, at least most of my problems uh, with with it. But because uh, because ev- everyone reads this and they're like, ah, but. What about Seymour's mom being a faith? And it does, it is revealed in this, and I think that's from people who don't want to read the whole novel and just see that detail on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, later, a guy explains, oh, well, the thing is, every faith is different, how they make their link. Mine was fucking. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but not all these other ones. And sure. apparently it's established that Yevon, when the Church of Yevon establishes itself in the sin cycle, whenever that happens, they just like basically locked down what faith people were allowed to use. So like right and built built temples around those ones yes. that yeah that you could just that you could pray to. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing about Yevon too is that everything is so constructed and they just kind of teach people as if it's always been this way. Yep. But they're just like, yeah, we these these are the faith. Go do the thing, fight sin. Uh it's 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 set up by like Yevon himself, so like the weird bug god that mm-hmm. I wish, like, I guess maybe he would be more important in the third game if they made it. But anyways, yeah, so I don't think it's, it's not every faith, which is why there's no of that in 10. I mean, I guess that's how you'd have to, you couldn't retcon that, I don't think. I, I think it's also interesting in context thinking about like, oh, Yevon specifically picked which faith to use. And like, that's kind of why Animas is like fucking hidden. Sure, yeah. Yojimbo is like lost in a cave. Like, I guess they used yeah. to be part of the pilgrimage. Those things are, are interesting. Yuna's concerned about summoning because she hasn't practiced it in two years. And apparently, if you fail to summon correctly, it just eats your brain. Like, it just destroys you as a person. Oh, like I it, hate when that happens. Yeah. It's so just literally, like, she's just on like a... She's just been doing a, a note streak this whole time. But yeah. Like she's never fucked up. Yeah. That's, it's, it's just like... I assume eat your brain taxing. means you die, right? I would assume or like lose yourself to some sort of madness or something. I don't know. Like, it's like, it's a very, apparently it's like, it's very taxing to like maintain control Mm. over it with, with the noggin and, uh, fucking that up would be bad is, is how it's implied. Yeah. So they see a statue, uh, they think it's, um, someone, they think it's of Lucera and it's not, um, it's Kush. I don't know even who Lucera is. I think I missed the (laughs) one sentence where that mattered. Uh, I'm sure they're important. Titus is like, oh, she's dancing and uh, the, the... Not even Yuta says this, but, like, the narrator basically says, in Titus's mind, every dance was ascending. So they think they're sending someone. And uh, Yuna explains, that's actually not true. Everyone sends differently. I just like to dance, which is uh, neat. But, yeah, so this is Kush. Uh, it starts speaking to them 
Uh, this is where like a mechanical battle comes out, and Yuna's like, "That looks like Shinra, but it's not. They just are a, a, a mechanical battle." Here's a quote I'm just going to read to you from the translation I was reading. Kush, the young woman began. May I call you Kush, ma'am? <laughs> uh, so that's Yuna uh, tip, tipping her fedora to Kush. They talk for a little bit about like a lot of the stuff that I've already summarized. Kush starts to leave and Tia starts to just kind of turn into pyreflies. He just starts to like die again. Yeah. And uh, I'm not really sure if she's doing that or if it's just like it's hard for him to not die at this point. Because Once, he, yeah, he's he's all WD forty and duct tape mm-hmm. at this point. I assume. <laughs> yeah. So she like holds on to him, uh, Yuna. I mean, Yuna like holds on to him and uh, tries to keep him alive. Interestingly, she does the exact like it describes the exact same pose that. Uh, oh man, have I already forgot? Lin did with. Shuyin, like she holds mm. his head to her stomach in part because she doesn't want him to see his own body disappearing weirdly they include a him commenting on her birthmark that apparently she says only he has ever seen don't know why that's again the time i don't know but she uses her big summoner powers to like reach out and try and do something and she is contacted by another uh like i think she's trying to hit, uh, contact kush again and she reaches the the summoner of kush who apparently can speak through Kush. Like, Kush is being summoned here, and yeah. they talk to the su- the person summoning that, which is Valm, who, um, wait, maybe not? Is Briar, right? Uh, no, it's not. I think they might use that name at first. I th- or maybe, I think it seems like Velm because of the backstory, but uh, the person they actually deal with here is, th- this name, it says a, a Farnal, is, okay. is also a summoner who I think comes up for like a second in some of the backstories or I skim past the wrong parts. Yeah. Uh, but later he reveals that his name is Joit. How many names? Too many. How many? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also like he pretends to be Kush and I think, I don't even, maybe he does use the word Valm at some point and that's why I'm confused again. But we did learn that that was a title. So maybe it's a yeah, I, I think I think some had. of these names are taken through this divinity process that just isn't really lined out great in the book. It's a real underking, <laughs> uh, Talos situation. Yeah. Yes. Um. But anyway, so she connects to this summoner, and they're like, "Yeah, I can fix all your problems for you if you murder a girl for me." <laughs> <laughs> That's where the chapter just kind of ends, and we go back to the present where Briar. Uh, has a weird memory flashback that I I just wrote in my notes that I refuse to understand. Uh, so <laughs> I I don't even remember anything that happens there. I think it involves like him remembering his backstory. Like he's like starting to remember stuff about Kush. It's implied that he just forgot. I don't know how he's also. I, it's also said he's that some like sort of he's some sort of eternal, some sort of immortal being that doesn't even remember that. He's been around for a yeah, thousand years, maybe. I guess he's unsent, but he just doesn't know it. Yeah. Because, uh, and I think he, I think Kush, it's implied that Kush kept him alive. I, when I say implied, he kind of says that at the end of the story. But anyways. Oh, right. I guess he said that he didn't send him. So he's just an unsent who has forgotten. Yes. Presumably. Yeah. Interesting. Like, I guess, yeah. Like, what if Oren just forgot all of what he did? Yeah. And he was just a guy. <laughs> but he has, like, a awakening moment. That seems to be what happens with Briar. Yeah, he wakes up shouting kush from his sleep uh we go back to titus who is just kind of in the darkness now he's just kind of floating in the abyss 
I later there's a scene with Yuna where she, where she like realizes Titus isn't with her, which is so funny because you get this first. So Titus is just like out in the fucking abyss. He gets like a vision of Kush again, and I guess this is also Joit Infarnal using Kush to speak to him because she also. I mean, actually, maybe not. I think this is actually is Kush because I think it's just strange the way that the story is told because she's like, I'm going to give you this special power where you can magically go to wherever you're thinking of. Uh, that's the only way I can write you getting out of this abyss that I wrote you into, says the author. And <laughs> uh, she asks, she asks, I think, to uh, the wording in the, that I read in the translation is like push on her shoulder, which they later reveal is just a euphemism for death and i thought that like it was joy saying i also want you to kill this girl but i think it is also uh, i think it's later revealed that like kush is like actually asking to be put out of her misery like she is a faith that wants Uh to rest or something i don't know if she's a faith or an aeon or what she's kush but yeah okay so this is a scene i actually went back to double check on i do think it is joy saying this because Kush says, hey, we asked you to, to kill somebody. Can you do that? It is in a later chapter where Titus gets the fucking teleportation powers, which I sort of correct myself in a little bit in the recording. But it, yeah, she just explicitly says she's an Aeon in this first chapter. It's very short. Also, I think a lot of time is passing, and I didn't realize that because when she says, we asked uh this request of you this murder uh two and a half like two days ago that feels like it's blindsiding me also it is said that yuna wanted to like have like time alone later i joke about her just realizing titus is not next to her i think that's more of a translation thing and it's more her realizing she's been away from him for too long and he's gone in the darkness in the abyss this is like an episode designed for people to correct me but also there's no one in the world who (laughs) Who's gonna a, no, listen yeah, to this I mean, podcast? You could say it. You know? could say it. You could tell me you made all of this up. Like I don't. No, no one knows. I didn't. I, I promise you that I I yeah. read the novella and uh, that's also the thing for me. I'm like I'm just trusting that someone posted on the internet a translation of this. <laughs> but there's really no other, like if the book was in English, I would read the book that way. Right. And and probably try a little bit harder to make sense of it. Uh. But anyways, Titus teleports himself back to the real Besaid, which will be annoying later because he's like yuna is now alone in the past besaid uh so yeah joe hit or or that yeah the translation puts an h in there joit is how it's written other places with no h joe j-o-i-t um but yeah he's like a summoner he's able to speak through the vision of kush that they were seeing earlier in the present besaid briar suddenly starts to remember his backstory i don't remember what happens to get him thrown in jail (laughs) um (laughs) but he does and the Celsius is tracking something and they show up here and break him out of jail. And then he's like weirdly racist to Shinra because he can tell from looking at his We suit. don't like that. No, it's like, I think it's supposed to be more just like showing that he uses the term battle and like thinks he's a robot, but it's annoying oh. also. Yeah. Briar's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to start going by a different name now. Uh, I'm going to use the name from... The my, the guy who helped me fight a long time ago. So he starts calling himself Sloan. That's, you know, now there's Ooh, just everybody's right. sharing names now. Uh, anyways, uh, it's revealed now that Aeon Cores are just another name for Faith. Jo- Joyt yeah. explains to Yuna that, yeah, every, every Faith is going to be different on how you make that link with them. 
He's like, yeah, so summoning is the materialization of the strong link you have with the, the, the faith, the core, and he... <laughs> I don't know if they're all made this how they're made exactly, but he's like, yeah, I have too many Aeon cores, so like my strength is a little lower now. Like I didn't realize how taxing it was gonna be. Yeah. So yeah, the church limited them to certain faith in the in the timeline that we know for for ten, and she's sad. Uh, Yuna is sad because she's like, I could have been summoning this whole time. Like right. the faith that existed went away because they were tired, but it is possible to make more. Like, it is not a thing that was exclusively right. and, behind Yevon. Yeah. Which is it's interesting because she's like, I thought I had dealt with everything in my life being alive, but there's something else that was alive that I didn't realize. And, like, that's um, upsetting to her. At some point, I guess she figures out that this island is being summoned here. And she asks about the faith, how many faith are needed to summon this place. Um, they think about Xanarkin being right. summoned by infinitely many faith. And they didn't want to do it before. Yeah, and uh, he's like, oh, just seven. I'm just using seven faith oh. to summon this thing. And they're all uh, like me- like mechanic battle. They're all robot people. Oh. I guess they can be Aeon cores too. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so Titus, maybe Titus has two visions in the darkness. Maybe one. Maybe one of the... Uh, visions actually is Joyt, and this and the actual OG Kush gives uh him the transportation power. But yeah, so he returns to base. That's I think I just got ahead of myself in my notes earlier. Yeah. Uh, so seven faith. This scene is so much of this is just imperceptible, and I've I've summarized the like lore implications on the rest of the story already. But like there, he has just like yeah, like seven Aeon Core faith robots in the. Uh, under the deck of a rusted out boat that he uses to summon this place. And hey, uh, Johnny, you got any more of those uh, gods? Yeah, pull <laughs> them up from the shed in the back. I need about uh, seven of them. We're going to make an island. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. I guess this is when Yuna realizes that Titus isn't next to her anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. I is he okay? I would love to just see how you feel get... like I'm not being ogled at. I, yeah, like I I want to know what's in between point A and point B because the last time we see them together is her like holding together his deteriorating body, and then it's like I'm on a boat now, and oh shit, where's my boyfriend? Huh. Uh, Joint's like, yeah, sorry, I really need him to kill this girl for me. I I, I need that to happen because he he wants him wow. to like he wants him to do it. I don't know if the if this. Smacks of gender necessarily or not. I mean, the whole book smacks of gender, but like he pointedly says that like, oh, Titus would be better suited to kill her than than you would be, Yuna. I don't know what that means or why he's like manipulating Titus specifically. And the idea is like, oh, yeah, you know, you can be with Yuna forever if you just kill this woman I want killed. And they're like, oh, no, Titus might be dumb enough to do that. So who is the person that he wants killed? I think Kush. Okay. Yeah. That's what it seems to be. That's what my notes say. <laughs> so in the present, uh, Briar Sloan uh, is like, I'm going to return to the... He, he suddenly knows everything. He read the book up to this point. And he's like, I'm, I have magic <laughs> powers to manifest a boat. And he does. And he like goes back to where Yuna is. Back, I'm, I'm using... With as, like, I guess this is back in time. Once they reveal that the island is being summoned, I no longer know. Like, how they got here, or if it's just based on a thousand years ago. But Sloane goes back there. Joyt calls him guard, which is immediately confusing for me. I I think it's also a title thing. Like, he was a guardian. 
for for someone. Oh, sure. Yeah, that terminology would have changed, too, if Faith and Ancor did. Yep. This, they fight, I mean, basically. Uh, Yuna recognizes him because it's Briar. He says, she asks about Titus. He uh, says, yeah, I talked to him. This is just a quote that I have from the translation that I find interesting. He says, I talked with him before the storm. I have in mind these memories so familiar with another world, some fragments, and I wanted to know if he knew how to travel between realities. The term realities there is what I find interesting. He continues, after all... I think you would call it a summoned reality. I think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, can, he says, after all, he has come from Xanarkin. So, like, yeah, he's like knows that he's from the Xanarkin. That was a dream. Uh, he says, you know, High Summoner, I guess, talking to Joyt. Uh, oh, no, I guess he's talking probably to Yuna. No, this doesn't make sense if he is. Because he says, you know, High Summoner, thanks to your battles, my memory are back. Uh, oh, wait, no, he probably is talking to Yuna and is just referring to Shinra and brother as her people. <laughs> I thought they were talking about the robots right, somehow. Right. This is, okay. But this is just an, uh, just an old-timey person using old-timey language to say all that. Yes, and that's confusing. Uh, mm. I just, it just clicked to me that, like, I, I guess there's a chance Joyt could have been a high summoner, but it, no, he's talking about Yuna. Um, yeah, so he's Valm, he's Briar, he uses the name Sloane. He beats Joyt, I guess, and he wants to protect the actual Kush, the actual summoner lady who also, I guess, became a god in some way and didn't die. Uh, and he talks to Yuna about her and is like, I want, you know, I, you know, my goal is to protect her. I'm glad I remembered now. Yuna's like, oh, bad news. My boyfriend's out there trying to kill her. Uh, so, hmm. I mean, like, it, Titus doesn't try very hard. It makes me wonder if really he ever meant to do that. Or he just, like, was told it and was like, well, I'm going to use this power to leave the darkness anyway. It sounds like a lot of commitment for him. That's the thing. Titus is a himbo. He's kind of like, hey, can you do yeah. this thing for me? And he's like, sure. And then he just forgets. But, uh, so back on the real Besaide, uh, shit's getting weird because Briar just goes missing out of his cell and then Titus shows back up <laughs> without Yuna. And everyone's like, none huh. of this, none of this can be good. Yeah. Uh, yes. So this is, I guess, when the, we realize the name's Joy. He's, like, reconstituted. Yeah. Yeah, so Joyt and, and uh, Ifarnal are interchangeable names. Uh, yeah, so he... I, I think the reason he wanted to destroy Kush involves, like, a weird love obsession with her, but she loves Briar Velm, who uses the name Sloane. Don't it always seem to go. Yeah, I mean, that's the classic tale as old as time. My notes just say some dumb shit happens on Besaid until Titus remembers he has magic powers. Uh, and then, mm. like, they, they go looking for, like, a special cave for, I, I don't, like, they, they want to know where Yuna is, and then Titus remembers that he could just teleport, so he just thinks about where Yuna is, and he, like, runs to her with that power. No idea how that would manifest into another video game. Would love to find out. They decide to, like, they, like, talk. They're like, we should go talk to, you know, the actual Kush, uh, spirit, the, like, person who's just, like, Still alive, I guess. Um, Titus uses his power again to take them to uh, the real Besaid in that cave that they were going to. It's like up on the top of a mountain, I guess. Like they can hear Riku trying to find the cave and they just ignore her mm -hmm. and hold a conversation with Kush, who is here. And uh, I think Briar is with them. And they're like, hey, we were told to kill you. And Kush is like, yeah, that's fine. I, I asked Titus to push on my shoulder, which I guess like, it, they, the way that it's described in the translation is like, 
Yeah, well, what would happen is I would fall out of my chair and my body's basically glass. So it's just like, you know, ah, just give, me, give me a little tap. My bones are made of glass. I was born with <laughs> glass bones and paper skin. Every morning I break my arms and every night I break my legs. Yes, my notes say how many cushions are there, I think, because just because, like, I guess there's also the the summoned cush that Joy right. was using on the island. And Briar shows up and is like, yeah, so I guess Kush kept me alive this whole time. I was really in love with her a thousand years ago. And they're like, oh, cool. So we reunited these long lost lovers. That's just this recurring theme of these games. Yeah. And, and Briar's like, oh, I mean, she wasn't my truest love. I had, uh, you know, I had two others that oh. were stronger at the time. And but but she loved me. Weird thing to say, dude. And she kept me alive, and I eventually ended up having you know a wife that that's not among the other two people I mentioned. But I I guess I guess that would happen. I guess it's not that weird. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I, it I kind mean, of makes sense. It's just it's just when you put it in this scene, it's just like I mean, yeah, that makes. It's an sense. odd thing to say now. Yes. Uh, so he's like, all right, cool. Well, I guess I'm gonna die now. I'm my plot line's over. Uh, so they both just kind of dis like. V- vanish yeah. into smoke like the way that dead people do when they're reunited in Square Enix games and Titus asks about some report that Briar had I must have read past this uh like that he was working on something on the island and he's like who gives a shit about a piece of paper and dies like so he doesn't even get it whatever it was <laughs> um so yeah Kosha vanishes afterwards and then they say let's go to Xanarkand and then, so they go to the real Xanarkand. That's how we get the last cutscene where Titus is like, I guess I'm reconstituted memories made by faith. And he's like, just cherish me forever and it'll be fine. But what's Yuna has her own internal monologue where mm. she's like, I brought Titus back myself with this power from, I guess, Joy. She's like, she thinks he's a little bit different this way. And I don't know how much of that is the time, the time jump and how much of it is the summoning thing. Like now I think he might literally be an Aeon she summoned uh, as much as I've said that before. And she's just like the way that this scene is written in the book 10 years later, she's like worried that like, if I ever stop cherishing him, will he literally disappear? Like if I stop wanting him to be here, Um, which is maybe not true that like when you look at the, specifically will the audio drama yeah i was gonna say i i know that that's not the case that's not true <laughs> but i i do think maybe she still has to like keep him alive like maybe now she is the kush and uh he is right. like staying constituted because of her power and maybe that causes a big weird rift in their relationship i who could say it's gestured at but uh the dumbest thing about this scene is that it said that they walk to xanderkind that phrasing is strange to me because he can teleport and they're on an island. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, the airship is broken, so they just walk there the old-fashioned way. And I'm like, why? <laughs> but there you go. Those things happened. They took the scenic route before. They'd done the pilgrimage. That's true. Yeah, it's just like they do that again. Yeah. They, they have that nice little conversation there at the end, and they're like, well, whatever it is, we're together. What a strange thing to put there. At a, what a strange thing to write anyway. Um, very interesting about the world that they suddenly want to build into Final Fantasy ten, ten years later. Yeah, seems weird, seems bad, but there are some, yeah. th- it's like, there are definitely ideas there. Yeah, the thing is, I don't hate all the ideas. I hate the way they are written, 
asterisk because yeah. it's translation. And I think, yeah, why ten? Like if like I guess enough of these ideas connect where I find it interesting. Like what if we complicated the history of faith and summoning? I'm interested in these backstories. I'm interested in specifically like the relationship of Titus and Yuna falling apart because of all these weird supernatural factors. Yeah. It's just, this is far from the best way that could have been done. <laughs> I guess is the problem for me. I believe you. And yeah. every, everybody hates it. Everybody universally hates it. And I just think it's uh, fascinating. And I'm glad that we covered it. I am too. If anyone wants to, if anyone decides to read it, I will link the translation in the, in the show notes. Um, I'll be around the Discord to chat about it uh, if you, for some reason, want to. But um, I wouldn't say I recommend it. It's to to borrow a phrase that Wheels has used to describe Inland Empire. I would describe the novella as rejecting interpretation in many ways. <laughs> but uh, it exists, and um, the way that it fits in with Last Mission, I find interesting. But uh, we'll talk about that on the next episode. Um, when Wheels talks to me about Last Mission and the audio drama. So be sure to, to listen to that. But for now, The Price of Eternity is reading this book, apparently. And Wheels, where are you on the internet? Twitter.com slash singular wheels. And you can also find all the stuff for my other show at vre.show. That stands for Very Random Encounters. It's where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. When this episode goes out, It'll be going out around the same time as the start of our Kids on Brooms mini-season. And when Wheel says that in the Dark Road episode, just ignore it. Right, it's already, <laughs> it has already started. It's probably ending when you hear that, I think, because I think it'll be three episodes. I haven't edited it yet, because I need to do that this weekend. Busy um, weekend. I remember it being a very fun session, but I, we recorded it months ago, so I don't actually remember too much about it but we had fun we played it with uh celeste from venture maidens it's very fun oh yeah oh and um you can also go to bit.ly forward slash random book with a capital r and b if you want to pre-order uh the book i co-wrote of table top role-playing game random encounters that's bit.ly forward slash random book capital r and b what about you joe you can find me on twitter at ghost of joe ghost of J O. I'm on another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece, where we talk about One Piece. I'm re-watching it. My co-host Jory is watching it for the first time. Still in Punk Hazard. Uh, still loving uh, Punk Hazard. I like that arc, and I like uh, arc discussions that we've had about it and how weird, uh, maybe weird is not the right word, but different, uh, One Piece's plots have kind of moved after the time skip. Uh, I'm also writing essays about Disney movies. I am now in the package era, the weird anthology movies they made during World War II and, and uh, kind of after to recover finances to make a narrative feature again. Uh, a lot of them are racist and weird, not that great. Uh, and I dig into why, what they're doing, and how if they didn't do that, I mean, the 50s wouldn't be as good, which is... Buy war bonds. Although I guess that wouldn't have happened in any of the features. That would have just been weird shorts. Yeah, they did do some propaganda, but they I think they were like probably released under like puppet companies. <laughs> um yeah. or, or through or just yeah, other ways. But uh yeah, you can also find Have you like, seen um have you seen uh is it called Victory by Air? I haven't seen it, but I the am victory aware of it. Victory through air power. 
Mm, it's yeah. strange. It is it is a Disney animated documentary about how uh, we need more bombers. <laughs> it's so weird. Anyway, continue. Mickey Mouse wants you. Yeah. It, that some of that still seeps into yeah yeah their their era. actual feature films that they produce as a studio um where the government's like we're gonna pay you to go to South America and make movies and if they don't work we'll pay for the failures of the movies <laughs> um which is great because Walt's like I need money because all my animators on strike and I hate them and communists <laughs> uh, and that's actually <laughs> I have a citation for that. Anyways, yes, ghostofjoe.com if you want to read those. Also, I do audio versions. Search for Make Mine Movies uh, in your in your podcast app or Spotify. They're usually like 10-ish minutes listens because they're essays first. There's transcripts, too. So uh, check those out, please. Thank you. Uh, I'll be doing that for months. Yeah, I think that's all the stuff I'm going to plug. You can follow this show on Twitter at Ghost of Joe. Ghost of, uh, fuck. You can follow this show on Twitter at uh, <laughs> MemorizeCast where I shitpost... Whenever something happens in one of the communities we are now <laughs> taking up space in. Uh, and I was tweeting a lot about the Neo 2E trailer um, when it came out the other day. It looks good. It does look good. I'm looking forward to playing it. I watched the first episode of the anime. I am not impressed. Uh, it just uh, feels... Okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I like how it looks. I think it's moving really quickly. Like I don't know if 12 episodes is enough for this story to be done well. But that's it. That's all I'll say on that. I think it might lighten up and be paced better in the back half of things i think they're just like we gotta move through the first week quick quick kill rhyme <laughs> she's not dead in the first episode but can't imagine it takes much longer than three anyways yeah we'll probably we i don't think it'll be any different from the game if it is we'll talk about it on the show uh but if not we might not because it'll probably just be repetitive um who could say we might have a gap week to fill support us on patreon support me reading a book uh patreon.com slash memorize cast uh dollar a month gets you these episodes early five dollars a month gets you our bonus episodes which are a lot like this one actually uh because we trade off uh explaining complicated weird shit to each other i do jojo every other month and alternating with wheels explaining elder scrolls stuff or lately we've been reading coda which is similar to this a weird novel <laughs> that is like semi-canonical fan fiction just like this yeah this i mean this is written by the guy and it's produced as canon but a lot of people are trying to most people pretend it doesn't exist and i don't blame them yeah uh, especially when it's not readily accessible in english but if there ever is a three i'm sure this is canon in that regard but anyways yes uh this is going to be a month for coda or should i say joda uh where we mm -hmm. dig into that a little bit more also because we realized we had two episodes left of the uh fucking final fantasy left uh we just keep pushing back the thing that we're we're gonna start next obviously but i will say that once the art is done uh because we've already commissioned it once the art is done i'm probably just gonna show it to patrons right away so if you want to know what we're covering next there's a way you can you can be in the know uh and it involves giving us money to support our podcast and i thank you to everybody who does i appreciate you so much um you motivate me to read a book but that's probably, I think that's everything. Our theme music for these is Una by Will and Tim, courtesy of Game Chops. Uh, I mentioned our Discord, but there's a link to, in the show notes to it and our pinned tweet. Uh, you can also join the Discord for the whole Orange Groves network if you listen to anything else on the network. That's it. I'm done. Price of eternity. That was Final Fantasy 
10. 2.5? Is there a 2? 2.5. 2. 2. Is that really the title? Is just Final yes. Fantasy 10 2.5? It is literally 2.5. That 2. was 5. Final Fantasy 10 2.5. HD Remix. Got, Got it. it. Memorized? Ha 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 ha! And then he kicks a blitz ball and dies. <laughs>